What's going on, brother? What up, bro? Not much. Not much. Not much. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Wise Guys Hideaway. I'm your host, Ian Barr, and joined with me tonight is James Ramirez. Yet again, how you doing, brother? Good, bro. Chilling. Relaxing night, bro. Relaxing night? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> he know. says, I'm just down. How warm is it down in Texas right now? It's actually pretty cold right now, bro. Um, really? It's pretty rainy and shit today, yeah. Oh, no kidding? It, dude, it's nice as fuck up here. So I, I figured it'd probably be, like, booming down there. But, yeah, I mean, I guess you guys do get a lot of rain in the south. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes, yeah. It, during, like, this time of year, like, during spring and stuff like that, oh, yeah, bro. Like, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my, my grandparents live in, uh, like, they lived around, like, Thompsonville, Georgia. So, like, that's the part of the south I know. I don't really know, like, Texas area. Oh, so. you in that deep south with all them, like, <laughs> <laughs> you in the deep south, cuz. Yeah, where they start talking all improper and shit. Yeah, yeah. Hillbillies yeah, <laughs> and shit like that. <laughs> they make a moonshot. No. <laughs> Pretty much, bro. Like, they're making moonshine and shit like that. Ain't nobody doing that shit over here, bro. Like, For real. That's hilarious, though. But uh, before we before we get started tonight, tonight we're talking uh, Thomas, Tommy, Three Finger Browns, Lucchese. And, uh, but before we get into that, I got to get my shout-outs as per usual. Arthur Clothing Apparel, you know, Gunnar Lindblom, Scott M. Bernstein, all the boys in the group, Vincent Apera, Danny Trejo, all those guys. And I got to give a very special shout-out. And an apology to Paulie G out there in New York because we – I thought we recorded one uh, two nights ago. Oh, no, not yeah, two nights ago. And it turned out it didn't record. Like, I, I have to guide him through how to get, like, connected with me on Anchor because he uh, – I figured I could call him in Messenger while I was recording and it would just record the conversation, and it did not. So a big sorry and a big shout-out to Paulie. We're going to get you on here because, dude, that shit was epic. I wish I could have shared the shit we talked about. That was out of control. <laughs> yes, but anyway, no, man, he was he was great, man. He's got he's got like a hard Bronx uh, Bronx accent. Bronx, yeah, listen I believe to me. Yeah, I've seen, seen it a couple times. Yeah, he looked like he got that that deep New York accent, bro. Like, Oh, man, it's so hard. It's so thick. I loved it so much. You would think he was on, like, Analyze That or, like, a character, like, in a movie or something like that. No, I'm just No, he's a great guy. He was like, going to laugh at that. No, but, dude, he could talk Genovese people like nobody's fucking business, bro. It was uh, out of control. I believe that, yeah. People but, like that, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He came, he came up around all those guys, you know what I mean? Like, he, uh, I uh, think we were talking, I was pretty drunk when we did the podcast, but I think he said <laughs> I think he said he met Fat Tony once, once, I want to say, something like that. It was out of control. We'll do another episode with him, most definitely. I want to figure out how to link, like, people up. Yeah, that, check into that right there. (laughs) Most definitely, most definitely. But I'm having fun doing it with you for right now. I mean, we all good. All right, so Tommy Lucchese, born December 1st, 1899, Palermo, Sicily. He would pass us on June 13th, 1967 in Little Beach, New York. Uh, he's buried in the Cavalry Cemetery in New York, New York, and he would become the boss of what was uh, originally the Gagliano family. I do believe I'm correct, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Wait, he would become the boss. Gagliano? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I thought, like, at first I was like Profaci, and then I was like, no, that's Colombo, I thought. Like, yeah, and yeah, then, Columbo. yeah, yeah, I double backed on myself a couple of times writing this one up. But uh, he's boss from 1951 to 1967. I mean, he made some legendary status. James, I know you got way more notes than I do. You sent me what you had earlier. I got barely anything wrote up. What you got? What you got on Tommy Lucchese for us, brother? Um, he was known 
as well he was brought up in East Harlem um he wasn't really like motivated to work or anything like that um he got caught up in the streets and stuff like that so like he got uh, caught up in the streets and he was a member of the 117th street mob which was considered by law enforcement as a strong player and only in the early narcotic trade i gotta give a shout out to my boy christian um Cipolli? I'm sorry if I butchered your last name, bro, but you gave me some notes over him that I didn't even know, and man, blew me no, away. No, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know Lucchese was uh, wrapped up in narcotics that early on. I didn't know that either. So big yeah. shout. Yeah. But um, he made his muscle uh, during Prohibition and kept through the 20th century with cautious maneuvering for just the power of control. Like you know, he just wanted control. Now, didn't he, uh, didn't he, like, how, uh, how did he lose his three fingers again, wasn't it? Didn't he, wasn't it like a steel mill accident or something like that? Yes, sir. Um, it was around, I would say, when he first started working, it was basically an accident. It took off his, I think his index finger, and mm, let me double check. No, yeah, yeah, it probably would it would just be his index finger because they call him three fingers, and I don't think they count the thumb. Yeah, so he, he got caught, um, lost it with that, but um, and then when he got caught up in the streets and stuff like that, the cops gave him a nickname, Three Finger Tommy Brown, which was a handicap and a Hall of Fame pitcher, Mordecai Three Finger Brown, which was bigger. He was like... Well, who's big in baseball right now who we can compare him to? Um, oh, bro, Derek Jeter retired, so I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, Bryce Harper, if you know. Um, anybody, I, don't, I don't do baseball, bro. I'm a, hockey, I'm a hockey guy, bro. I come up oh, where it's cold, right. bro. <laughs> that's right. You, you're a Red Wings fan, that's right. I yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big Red Wings boy. And a uh, and, uh, shout-out to Boston Bruins, too. I love, I love both of you. Yes, sir. Um, Dallas started yeah. while we talking hockey real quick. I fucks with Dallas. Yeah, the signs are pretty good. Um, Anyhow, back to Lucchese. <laughs> <My bad. laughs> nah, you're good. But along with Luciano, he was considered one of the uh, godfathers of um, organized crime in America. Um, yeah, like modern, maybe, like modern day, like modern day organized crime. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he was convicted of an auto theft in, on March 27th and only served like 13 months at Sing Sing. That was his first time. Oh, no, but shit, that was that, his first bid with Sing Sing? Yeah, um, he wasn't really convicted a lot. They threw a lot of the, the charges out on him. He just, he, he got away with it. That's why he, like, he's one of my favorite bosses because he's so... Right, he's smart, he was smart, he was a smart, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a smart guy. And he was just the deadly eyes to me. Yeah, um, no, I feel, he's got, he's got, like, that thousand-yard stare, like they call yeah, it. Yeah, uh, like... Terry, who uh, who are like marksmen and sharpshooters and snipers and stuff, they call it like a thousand yards there where you seem to be looking like, I mean, I guess a thousand yards out. I mean, the name kind of says it all, but <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah, I, I feel you. Like between those big thick old Coke bottle glasses he had, like yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't want to mess with them. Matter of fact, I was watching a documentary on them the other night. It was fun that uh, the other night we were talking about let's do a Lucchese podcast, and I was watching that. I don't know if you uh, watched. What's in that channel? But it's real channel. They have the monsters and stuff like that. Oh, the, yeah, the mobsters. But oh man, yeah. I can't get enough of mobsters. I just look them up on YouTube because usually people record them or DVR them, and they're a little choppy from time to time. But I still just I can just stream them all the way through, and I like that. 
but yeah, I mean that's how um I would do it too to be honest with you. Like before like I even knew about the show, like that's what I would do would just be YouTube or like, you know, yeah. just research that shit, I guess you could say. <laughs> For real, yeah. Well I mean YouTube is good because like they only got like I mean, if you gotta watch an ad, you only gotta watch like one in the middle of the documentary and then like you're good. You might watch one at the beginning, one in the middle of like the if it gets a lot of plays, you know. You watch like the John Gotti mobsters on youtube and you're going to see two advertisements but you watch some of the lower known guys like a, i mean maybe like a, you know joe sullivan yeah. or somebody like that you know what i mean you don't gotta watch <laughs> shit. You don't gotta watch shit <laughs> pretty much i mean but yeah an interesting story on him though um i forgot the songwriter's name he played like a violin or viola viola or some shit like that but he basically tommy lucchese loaned him money to go get on like a new violin or whatever you can call it but he um it was during like the great depression and stuff like that everything was, yeah but and he gave him 10 grand for it and the musician never paid him back well i guess he was at a, like uh like a famous restaurant or some shit like that but he was he saw tommy lucchese and he got freaked out like he got like paranoid and then Tommy Lucchese he invited him over to um his table but and they started talking and you know he was the musician was telling him basically I didn't have the money and blah 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 and stuff, stuff like that long story short Lucchese just pulled him well pulled him out back and was just basically like you better have my money tomorrow if not <laughs> you know there's gonna be some some shit to pay basically right some real consequences and, 24 hours boy 24 hours <laughs> you said it cause like and he, next day, from what I heard, was that he basically paid everything back, every penny of it. So, I mean, I thought that was pretty interesting. He, I mean, but, he had some of the most ruthless crews underneath him, man. Like, uh, it's just some, like, Tommy Lucchese's crews, like the crews in the Lucchese family, like, they did not play. They were big money makers. They were some of the biggest money makers in uh, labor racketeering. A lot of people actually don't know that. And that, like, I mean, you got all right. Like, so we got we got to dabble back a little bit for the folks now. I mean, we've gone through it time and time again, and we're gonna keep going through it, everybody. So I hope I hope you're enjoying your ride. But Luciano forms a commission in 1931, and one of the original bosses, Gagliano, he he sort of gets Lucchese like uh, under under his belt, if you will. And Lucchese does so well at that that he eventually becomes the underboss of that family. And then eventually in 1951, he'll, he'll become the boss of the family. And the family will eventually just, I mean, kind of dub his name. It'll dub the Lucchese name. And out of respect, I mean, he was just a dude. He was a mad moneymaker, man. He was mad genius. He was smart as fuck. Like, I mean, he was still yeah. he was still a criminal. He would he would kill you. He would kill you just as soon as shake your hand. But he was one of one of the smarter ones in that early setup, I would say. I mean, you get you got the Luciano, you got the Costello, you got, I mean Arnold Rothstein's really the brain behind organized crime, but he dies in nineteen twenty eight. But yeah, I mean Luciano kinda liked I wouldn't call him an Al Capone or a John Gotti, but I would say Luciano liked the limelight much, much more than Lucchese or Costello ever did. Yeah, I guess you could say that. I mean like I said, first, I wouldn't, you know, yeah, he, known. he you know, yeah, he liked being known. He did like being known. He liked yeah. being known for what he did, too. You know what I mean? True, yeah. Now, eventually, uh, Lucchese become a citizen. I do believe it's January 25th, 1943. I think that's when he actually got his citizenship. And, I mean, it, it was kind of on from there, you guys. He started pocketing politicians, lawyers, judges, labor racketeers, like anybody he could. Uh, 
Yeah, Lucchese, he definitely knew how to set up, a, like, a, I don't know, like a powerhouse, I guess I'd call it. Yeah, in um, 1921, he was, um, well, I think one of his first schemes was uh, if you didn't basically, like, pay him for protection with Luciano in the 107th game, that they would break your windows. Like, they would shatter your windows. And yeah, back then. They would do it with, like, milk, milk bottles. And I just thought that was pretty interesting. And... Like how how it really was when they first started. Like they're like, hey, you're gonna pay us, or we'll we'll bust your windows out. But like in the Great Depression era, like somebody bust your windows out, like that could be your business. That could be it. You might not ever have money. I mean, you said it right there, bro. Like that's just it right there. (laughs) I think that about a lot of the early day like Depression era stuff is like people wonder how like these guys came in and took you know extorted and took such control. And it's like, man, because people didn't have a nickel to scrape by on. Like, you come in and fuck one thing up, that could be it. That could put somebody out. You come into a uh, bakery, let's say, and you trash the oven. That's it. They're done. They're out of business. That's it. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that that goes with any business. I mean. Yeah, especially in that era. Especially in that era. I, I don't know how insurance worked back then. I'm sure there was some. But for a lot of immigrants opening up mom and pop shops, I'm sure they didn't have any. Or if they did, I'm sure it was very, very poor insurance. Pretty much, I don't think they, I don't think they would back then. I mean, that's just my, that's just me though. Right, you just kind of. Yeah, no, I agree. I don't, like I said, I'm not 100. percent I'd have to look into it historically, but I would agree. I think you just you you have a little bit of money. You come over here, you buy a storefront, you probably live right above it, especially in like the New York. If we're talking like the New York area, you live right above it. And you just would hope to God there was never a fire, you know, people didn't trust banks. And I mean, I don't blame them. I, I still don't trust banks, but especially back then, there's no reason to trust banks. People hit all their money in their mattress. People, I mean, like it, it was rough, man. It was rough living back then. Yeah, I believe that. Shit, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to do that. But, I'm kind of hoping they make alcohol illegal again, but that's just me because I'll, I'll oh man, we'll Luciano this thing overnight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They make alcohol illegal again. My Irish ass, you know, I'll be one of the first ones on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We know the Irish. I'm just playing. I'm going I'm 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 to be that Oni Madden boy. You're going to call me Oni. Nah, trust me, bro. Us Mexicans are Hispanics. They like to drink, too. Trust me, bro. Oh, I know. And there ain't, nothing, there ain't nothing like a three-day Cinco de Mayo party. It starts on a Tuesday, don't end until a Friday, baby. I know it. I know it. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Angel. <laughs> second favorite food man i'll definitely give it to the italians on my first favorite cuisine but man the mexicans ride that hard second in my yes, book some days even taco tuesday man fuck lasagna <laughs> <laughs> but now okay go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say that he just made well tommy lucchese he just pretty much he made his racketeering in the fashion garment industry like he was yeah 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 he was big back then with everybody i mean in 1931 um he was taken into custody in cleveland which they say that he fixed the fight supposedly and he was just making so much money off of that that like it was unbelievable but that's when they um him and luciano discussed throwing um Maranzano. Like, like, oh yeah, yeah, out yeah. the window basically. Yeah, Sal just to be, yeah. you know, start the commission. But I mean, you there's so much stuff on him. It's just there's it's not enough time to get in. So 
I, you know, I mean, there's plenty of time, man. We can go all day, but I mean, you're good. I understand. I do understand what you're saying. I mean, we don't, we don't want to bore people either. We're trying to give people the oversight here at Wise Guys Hideaway. I understand not everybody's as infatuated with this as like me or James or like some of the guys we know. So I'm just trying to give everybody that oversight history, the things I think matter, the dates I think matter. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, you could go on all day about some of these oh, guys. Yeah. I could literally do a 24 hour podcast and just keep having people come on and fucking, you know, <laughs> for real. I mean, damn party <laughs> for real. What, it, it'd be an insane party. party. For real. Something <laughs> for real. Give us somebody nah. who's actually lit there, you know, just, Oh man, I wish God do I wish I would have recorded. I literally thought uh, we we I I invited him. He's uh, having a hard time figuring it out on like the anchor app. So I got to help him. I got to guide him through that. Shout out Paulie again. But we uh we tried it on Messenger. Like I was like, okay, if my app's running, if I'm recording, and I call him on Messenger, it should record. That dude, we did we did 58 minutes. We almost did a full hour. I get done. I'm like, oh, I'm so pumped. I was I was talking to my sound uh, my sound tech and my producer M. And I was like, man, I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped about that. I hang up with the call and it said I recorded for two minutes, 58 seconds. That's when I was like trying to get a hold of him. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I would have been like, fuck. <laughs> I would have been like, I'm out. <laughs> That's fun. Dude, it was like three in the morning. I was drunker than a skunk. He was all like, do you want to redo it? And I was, I was just too drunk to work the equipment. I was like, no, man. I was like, I can't. I was like, I was like it ain't going to turn out no better. I promise. And I'm probably going to say something fucking stupid. But... <laughs> <laughs> For real, <laughs> I got a question for you, bro. Like, what happened What's to Remo? Up? What happened to Remo, bro? Like, I have not seen Remo like at all. Like, what's up with him? The legend, the legend of Remo Guzzo is that he's dead. No, I don't. I don't know, bro. <laughs> I'm about to say what? Like, what is this <laughs> I have no idea what happened to Remo. I know there was kind of a fall. I'm. I'm really trying to avoid Facebook politics, man. I'm just really, yeah. really focused on this, really focused on, like, like I try to clean up the groups, but, like, I'm doing a really bad job if you haven't seen the Gambino group in a while. It's yeah, fine. I mean, out. Shout out to everybody, <laughs> Casey family and Omerita yeah. and all that. Oh, I mean, shout, shout out to all the groups. Yes, yeah, for real. Just shout out to all the groups because, I mean, like, we're – trust me, bro. Like, if we had it our way, we'd be on Facebook 24-7, but we can't. I mean, yeah, I don't know there's don't many have people on there, and we don't have time for all that Facebook. I don't have time. And, I don't have time. Or we don't have time, I should say. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, the thing I'll say about, like, Gambino family is, like, it, it is sort of just kind of running itself. Like, there's enough people who post legitimate shit, but then every once in a while there's, like, somebody advertising, like, a weed whacker for sale and shit. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, there, I'm like, oh, it's a nice weed whacker, but, I mean, you're from fucking – you're from Wichita, Kansas, so I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just crazy. The only group I'm happy that's like stayed really, really solid of mine is that Detroit combination group because I only let few and far in, like because I love Detroit. I'm from Michigan, duh. You know what I mean, like. And so I don't know. The Detroit group just always meant a lot to me. Gambino definitely means the most to me. It's our baby. Like me and James started it, and it's it's the first one we did. It's the first one we got into. And then you moved into Lucchese, and I was like, well, I, I want to do Detroit. You know what I mean? I feel like Detroit's a very untalked about, underrated family. And, like, the further we get into organized crime, I, I will delve into Detroit for, like, 12 episodes straight, guys, I promise. But right now I do got to talk about where everything came from. And, I mean, these guys that we're talking about, they're it. They're the fuck. They're the real McCoy. That's, <laughs> that's I mean. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, 100 right there. Straight on point. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sa- uh, I'm actually saving Gambino for the 24th of August because it's my birthday too. So like, I'm doing a special birthday podcast for Gambino. So I gotta find like a bunch of people to do until then. <laughs> I mean, I think you can spread it out with everybody. To be honest with you, I mean, I don't think. Oh yeah, there's pl- there so yeah, no, there's so many people. There's it's there's so many wise guys <laughs> out there. But eventually, we're gonna have to do a cartel hideaway, James. We're gonna have to get into um, the Mount Chapo boys, and we gonna have we gonna have to delve into people <laughs> actually because ain't nobody cut up and burn people in barrels like like the Mexican cartel. I'll be the first one oh, to tell. I'll be the first one to tell you. Hell yeah! I mean, them fuckers do not play like they don't. Not once. And the Mexican mafia, like they yeah, Lime. No, Lime is real, man. Yes, bro. Like, matter of fact, I was watching a, something on YouTube the other day when Danny Trejo, he was talking about how Edward James almost didn't get o- be okay from um, some of the Mexican mafia gang leaders, so they put a hit out on him. So, on Danny Trejo? Like the actor? No, no. They put a hit out on um, Edward James almost because he didn't do oh, okay. scenes right. Because I don't know if you remember during that movie um, – he got raped in Juvenile Hall. The Mexican oh, yeah. leader. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you're talking about American Me, right? Yeah, in American Me. And um, that's not correct. Like, that wasn't true at all. And they they didn't get upset at it. They were just like, they just seemed it as disrespectful. Like, you know, you can get the okay to tell our story, but... Yeah. Was there really a white boy in like, I mean, Was there really like an original founding member from... Yeah, um, you know what? Let me Google his name because yeah, Google Joe... it up. We're, we'll get back to Lucchese in a second, guys. This got me. Uh, if you haven't seen American Me, it's a terrific movie. It's about the where the Mexican mafia comes from, and the Mexican mafia is is a prison gang. I mean, and probably the prison gang, if I'm gonna be real. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what started it. Yeah, when it comes to it, man, like I, I give it to Lime on on, uh, on prison gang leadership and uh, definitely corporal punishment. Let me tell you something. You, you fuck up in Lime, there is no like, oh, he was a good guy. I give him a second chance. No, you're dead. You're dead. That's yeah. it. Um, but his name was um, Joe Pegleg Morgan. Oh, of course it was. Oh, fucking white guy name. Of course it was. <laughs> <laughs> but the guy who played him in that movie, um, he was he was the same guy who played uh, Sammy Gravano in um, that Gotti movie in 1996 with Armada Conti. So, oh, you're shitting me. Yeah, I mean, no kidding. Oh my god, I gotta put hair on him. Yeah, because he's like bald the entire movie, and he, he's yeah. got that whole like he's got that whole South Central like cholo uh, slang thing going. That's wow, that's crazy. That actually blows my mind. I never knew that. Excuse me for just burping in the mic, everybody. I apologize. <laughs> Are you good over there? Like, you know, <laughs> no, you know I mean, I, I've had a couple. You know, I've had a couple. You are, you already know I've had a couple of drinks. But uh, we're going to get back to Luke Casey real quick. My bad. But we do we do got to do a podcast online. I mean, that shit will be like three hours long. It's out of control. Oh. Yes, but sir. Nonetheless, I, I think for me, this is just where I stand. The smartest thing Tommy Lucchese ever did was when he aligned himself with Gambino and Genovese, and especially the way he aligned himself with Gobi- uh, Gobino. Jesus. Gambino. <laughs> Where he when he married uh, his uh, it was his daughter right and then Carlos son yes sir um, Francis yeah 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 yeah. A, yeah 
Yeah. Go ahead. No, it was Tommy Gambino. I'm sorry about that. It was Tommy Gambino who married um Francis Lucchese, um, who was um the uh, daughter of yeah, yeah Tommy. The daughter. Sorry about that. But oh, you got that's how they that's how they align their racketeering. You know, they so they can get more profits, basically. Like you know, oh man, they, it was brilliant. even Goodfellas talks about that. Like kind of how close the Gambino and Lucchese family was, and like even though their crews would battle sometimes how like it always ended up like if somebody fucked up like the higher echelon got the end of the deal like kind of with like the Tommy DeSimone bit how like yeah. eventually Paul gave him up to the Gotti crew you know yeah pretty much I mean you pretty much said it right there I mean think about it I don't know if you've ever like seen photos I'm pretty sure you have but of like Sammy Gravano like in the later days of Sammy Gravano and um Gas pipe, gas pipe, yeah, and Vicka Musso and John Gotti and all the, all yep. those other people, but yeah, yeah I mean, they were still one of Gotti and Amuso uh, chatting about something outside the Ravenite. I could have swore I seen a picture of that somewhere. Yeah, it was. I don't know what the exact location was, but yeah, I mean, it could have been, could have been Bergen Hunt and Fish Club too. You know what I mean? Like my memory is always a little skewed. Sometimes I'll be like, "Oh, it was the Ravenite," and it was it was the Bergen, or I'm like, "Oh, it was the Bergen, and it was the Ravenite." Oh, I'm dyslexic. Yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I get them confused too. Don't worry. I'm, but, I'm not from New York. I'm not from New York. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know. <laughs> I mean, for if we're, if we're just wrong on anything, I mean, just let us know, like in the comments or anything like. <laughs> for real, yeah, for real, yeah. All you gotta do is come in and correct, man. I ain't mad. I just, me and James love this. Shit. We out here chit chatting about it. Pretty much. I mean, better than doing nothing. Just you know, quarantined up. I don't know. I don't know. Like, what's the deadline for y'all? Like oh, we got – oh, they're they're talking into June, apparently. Damn. See, they just yeah. – well, like, one of the counties over here, they extended that to, like, May 20th or something like that. And, like, so Jesus many Christ. people are – yeah, so many people are, are, like, upset about it. Like, I know up there it's more conservative because, you know, there's, there's people that are just – I don't know. Let's, but let's not no, man. No. Oh, no. no, no. Fuck, fuck the politics. Yeah. Like, fuck it. My yeah. state's crazy. My state's just whack, dude. Because, like, the reason we keep getting so sick is we, like, we are smoking the most weed of any state during this shit. I believe that because y'all just, um, um, what's it called? <laughs> Outlawed marijuana, right? Yeah. It, it made it legal. Yeah. Like, I mean, you still yeah. got a card, but it's kind of done with a wink and a nod. You can almost get your card for anything. You can be like, no, oh, I get headaches. And they're like, no, oh, here's your card. You know, like. Yeah. I was born in New Mexico. New Mexico. Not really? Mexico, guys. Not Mexico. New Mexico. <laughs> they're like, deport them. Deport them. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, New Mexico. You're, you're like, nah, bro. It's cool. I live in Texas. <laughs> no, but I moved to Texas when I was about maybe 10. But I was born in New Mexico. But they hey, man, we legal over there, too. Total Texas from you guys anyway. It's all right. It's your guys, as we just claimed. <laughs> we were like, we'll be taking this. And we took half of New Orleans, Texas, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Arizona. Thanks. Thanks, Mexico. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, white pretty. people. Anyhow. <laughs> uh, I love talking shit out here, man. I hope, like, as many people that I hope, like, they listen to this and, like, they have a good time and they laugh and they know I'm fucking joking. I mean, I'm not joking. This history is accurate. You can, you can look up all the states I just named, and I'm pretty sure we stole at least a little bit of territory from Mexico for them. We were like, hey, we're, we're going to take this. But nonetheless, like, I am always kidding, but I hope somebody gets outraged and, like, just quits listening to me once in a while. 
off based off one thing I say. They don't even give me a chance after that. They're just so close minded. They're just like, nope, that's it. Not listening no more. Like, <laughs> for real. Because fuck them. Because fuck them. Because we don't want them here at the hideaway. <laughs> if you can't take a joke, you got to leave. If, you, if, you're not, yes, like, if you're not at least a little open minded, you got to leave. Like, <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, if you take this, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, yeah, things, any of it, any of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's an app. Like, <laughs> hell, it's an app. It's, it's an app, bro. Hashtag, it's an app. It's just an app, guys. Relax. Like, you're doing all that. Like, right. The guy from San Diego is never going to come fight you no matter how much shit you talk. Relax out there. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, I seen some shit the other day, like, on FaceTime in one of the groups. It was talking about, you know how, um, what's his name from the Colombo town? Lost my train of thought. Shit. Oh, you are right. Oh, uh, Sonny. Yeah, Francis. That's my first episode. Shout out to my first episode. Double back and let's do it here at Wise Guys Hideaway. Sorry, I had to get my plug in, James. Go ahead. Good, but um, he was, there was like some post, like, I don't know where it was, but long story short, the guy posted a picture of him and Michael Francis in in, um, a couple years ago or something like that. And it was like, they were like smiling and hit, Michael had his arm around him. But under the post, it was saying how, like, he was a liar and he was a rat to uh, Coach Nostra and all this other stuff. Were they talking about Michael or were they talking about Sonny? I mean, it don't matter. I agree. Like, I get so sick of, like, uh, you post something and somebody just puts, like, a rat emoji. It's like, okay, yeah, we get it. Like, I've done my research history, too, bro. Like, chill out. Yeah. No, it was it was him and Michael. Like, him, him and Michael were, like, took the picture together. But That's what I'm saying is the comment – Said the comment somebody was calling him a rat. I was wondering if they were calling Sonny a rat or Michael no. a rat. They were calling Michael a rat. They were like saying that Michael, you know, lied and all this stuff. And... Okay, well, I mean, at least that's true. I thought you said, I thought you were going to say they were calling. I mean, I don't know if he lied. I mean, I half believe his story. I know a lot more people had a lot to do with the gasoline tax scam than he likes to give credit for. He likes to take all the credit for that. That's not just him. But uh, if anybody out there is calling Sonny Francis a rat, you need to get your fucking head checked. No. Facts straight, yeah, bro. I mean, <laughs> that, mo- that motherfucker was a stand-up monster, bro. A monster. Yes. <laughs> that motherfucker. That he would. That nah. I don't even know how to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? There's nothing to say. I said it all in 12 minutes on my first episode. I just I couldn't really go off about him too much because I was like, yo, man, Sonny kept on the shadows, kept to himself, never said a fucking word, you know. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. Back to Lucchese, Tommy Three Finger Brown Lucchese, the reason we're here. Now, eventually, uh, Lucchese has the same problem everybody else does. Somebody wants to kill you. And eventually in 1963, uh, Joe Macliaco, uh, uh made a plot to actually kill Gambino, Lucchese, and Frank DiSimone. And it, it was given to future boss of the Profaci family, Joe Colombo. Now, Joe Profaci's in cahoots at this point with Macliaco, and uh, they plan on taking out Gambino, Lucchese, and Frankie DiSimone because they're sort of creating like a power vacuum. Like, I'll be honest, they, they kind of made a monopoly out of organized crime, even just between Lucchese and Gambino. I mean, what do you think, James? Pretty much. I mean, it was just, they controlled everything. You couldn't do anything like that, you know, saying, giving me okay. And they ran JFK, man. I mean, it wasn't JFK. Yeah. At that point, it was Idlewild Airport. But, I mean, yeah. all the trucking, all the, like you said, the garment center, I mean, they had it all. Pretty much. I mean, 
I think it took off. I think Tommy Lucchese took off when um, his daughter married um, Tommy Gambino. That's yeah. my opinion. No, I, no that was a big boost for him. He got a big cut into the, the, the trucking. He got a, he got even more involved in the garment center after that. Like, I mean, you're absolutely right. Him aligning with Gambino was – I mean, it was it was brilliant. Just to, I mean, just to say the least, it was it was a very very smart power play of a move. <sighs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, my brother, it, bro. we uh, I got a lasagna finishing up in the oven. We've done part one of the two parter that is Tommy Lucchese. Uh, is there anything else you want to add? Get sort of up to speed, and then afterwards, uh, like tomorrow, we'll come back and we'll take off from where. Joe Colombo gives up the fact that he's in on the plot to kill Lucchese and like they move forward. Is there, uh, is there any other facts you can give us? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we pretty much covered it all. Um, he died of a, they say of a brain tumor, but I mean, who knows? A mind that, a mind that thinks that much, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> true. Well, but go ahead, bro. Just know that they're very, they're, just know that they're very underrated. I mean, they're one of my favorite families next to Genovese and um, Gambino. But to me, they're very underrated. They, I know they're weak now with, you know, in part two, we're going to talk about how, you know, gas pipe, you know, just. Oh, yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to go down the fucking rabbit hole on gas pipe. And part two, we'll talk about Henry Hill and sort of the detrimental effect he had on the Lucchese family as well. But I figured we'd just save all that for tomorrow, you know. Yep. But. We'll see y'all tomorrow. <laughs> we, we got we got part one covered. So yeah, I mean, and we got plenty of time. Is there any shout outs you want to give, brother? And then I'll give us the whole sign off. Just my brother and my my sister and my nephew and you know everybody out there, bro. That show love, show respect. Shout out Greg. Shout out Rob from Boston. Shout out you know Greg. Um, said it again. Shit. <laughs> you all right? But, you all right? Um, well, no, that's it. Just everybody, everybody in the group. Groups. Shout out to your son, man. Big shout out to your kid. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate that, buddy. We'll tomorrow, bro. Oh, yeah, we'll kill it tomorrow. Yes, I, I, we'll kill it tomorrow. Part two of the Tommy Lucchese, uh, I, I want to say saga, but that's a three-parter. So, well, uh, yeah, the two-parter, whatever. Whatever the fuck you want to call it. We love you here at Wise Guys Hideaway, everybody. Stay inside. Stay safe. Don't go out if you don't fucking have to. Yeah, I don't want to do another PSA. Come on, guys. It's not that fucking hard. I love you. Take it easy. Got James, you got anything you want to yeah. say? Just one more thing, and we'll cut it. All right. Stay inside. Just stay inside. <laughs> just, just don't even – if you got to go somewhere, just go to the store, get your essentials, but just stay inside. For if you want this shit to end, just stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> just stay inside. That's all we got over here at Wise Guys Hideaway. We love you, you beautiful sons of bitches. Take it easy. James, I'll holler at you.